Hi, I'm Olaomi Brigway, and I began to experience all-round supernatural success in my life when I finally accepted that no matter how hard a person works, they will never rise above the level of thinking. Are you looking for transformation from the inside out? Then join me on the Super Abundant Life podcast. Hi, this is Olaomi and welcome to episode 81 of the Super Abundant Life podcast. If you're regular on this podcast, then you will probably know that in episode 75, I shared with you stories and lessons from my 15-year professional career. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be turning the spotlight on my entrepreneurial journey so far. So be prepared to glean life-changing lessons for business as well as for life in general as I walk you through my lows, my messy middles, and certainly the highs as a business owner. Stay tuned. So before I get into my story, uh, one of the questions that I get a lot, that people ask me a lot, is uh, I, I love using acronyms, right? <laughs> I love acronyms. There's SOAR, there's GEMS, and these are my business programs. These are the two main programs that we offer in Olami Brugge Consulting. Um, the first one is GEMS, which stands for Goal Execution and Mastery System, which essentially is a transformational coaching program. I'll talk more about GEMS over the next few weeks because GEMS is actually opening again. So we open up the group coaching once a year, um, the one-to-one runs all year, etc. But the group coaching only opens up once a year. So I'm going to be talking about that um, over the next few weeks just to give you more information about that. The other one is SOAR, which is Super Abundant Woman, which is an online mentoring program uh, or an online mentoring community. And there are two main things. So to answer that question that people tend to ask me, what is SOAR? <laughs> we do two main things in SOAR. The first one, actually the highest priority is to help our women. So every super abundant woman to grow spiritually and to maintain a deeply, deeply satisfying and fruitful relationship with God. That for me is the highest priority because if you get that right, Honestly, everything else becomes automatically easier. Honestly, if we get everything else right, like, oh, my career is flying, but you don't have that genuine connection with God, we've all been there. We know how it feels. You feel dry, you feel unfulfilled when you're not praying, when you know, studying the word, it actually begins to affect the, the kind of, you know, your life in a way because the, the kind of decisions you make, etc. So for me, that has always been the highest priority because over the years, I learned that once I had my spiritual life going and on fire, everything else in my life just happened to be easier. So throughout the year, we create opportunities to help the women in Seoul to grow spiritually and to be on fire in their relationship with God. And then secondly, the other thing that we emphasize is at specific points in the year, we deep dive into one of six important areas of life in order to focus on that area and accelerate growth in that area for each woman. And there are basically six areas that we focus on throughout the year at different points, and that's your career, finances, marriage, parenting, health, 
and business all right and it's a it's a wonderful time for me to be able to tell you that our business bootcamp so this is we're coming up to the time in Seoul where we take our time and we focus on our businesses so for anyone that owns a business or is thinking of starting a business this will be the time so if you're a woman and any of these three categories apply to you and you've been thinking about joining so now is the time to jump in so i'll read out those three categories that we're going to be focusing on in the next business bootcamp starting on november 3rd the first one is called the idea hub and here, the purpose of this hub is to help you validate your idea. So this is for you if you are you have a professional job, maybe a nine-to-five, or you're engaged somewhere else working for someone else, but you have multiple business ideas that you're trying to narrow down to one, or you have just one idea that you're still not sure is the one. You want to start a side business, but you don't know. You're like, oh, I, I want to do this one. I want to do that one. There's a lot going through your mind. For years, you've been talking about starting a business, but you haven't really done it because you don't yet have clarity on your idea and which one is really the one that you are passionate about enough to be able to move forward with. So that's the first one. We're going to help you get to the point where you're confident enough to know that this is the one and you can move forward with it and begin to make an impact in the marketplace. The second group is the ideal customer hub, which is we will help you clearly define your ideal customer. Why is this important? I'll tell you. First of all, this is for you if you're the person, the kind of person where you probably have a nine to five, you have a side business, or you may have even gone into business full time. You have clearly identified and validated your business idea. So you know what you want to do. You probably, you have started it, but you are not yet clear about who your ideal customer is and how to connect with them emotionally. You may have made a few sales, but your marketing feels like it's hit and miss. So you just like keep spewing stuff out on social media or keep telling everybody you know about this thing that you're selling, whether it's a product or a service. And every now and then somebody will buy it and say, okay, I'll buy. But obviously a business is not sustainable that way. And one of the key reasons why that is happening is because you're not yet clear about who it is you're serving because you're just throwing it out there and every now and then somebody will come in. All right. If you, the more specific you get about who your ideal customer is, what happens is in your marketing, you begin to speak directly to that person. When you read your messages, when they read your posts, when they read your adverts, when you talk to them about your business, they're like, oh my goodness, it's as if you're reading my mind. And that's really the most effective way to convert them into customers. And the third group of people is we have the messaging hub which is we will help you clearly communicate your unique selling proposition. So this is the third category, right? This is the highest category out of all three. This person, they are clear about their business idea. They are clear about their ideal customer. They have been making sales probably consistently, but 
this person wants to be even more effective in attracting their ideal customers and converting them into buyers. The only way you can do that, especially if you are, your business is in an industry where there's so many people doing exactly the same thing, the only way to be able to distinguish yourself and attract more customers is by knowing what you are uniquely positioned for. The more specific you are, the more you clarify who, what your niche is, who you are serving, and you know what makes you different and unique about you, the more you are able to get customers and scale your business. If you don't know that, you will make sales every now and then, right? But you can't really truly scale. And for me, it was this one thing that actually helped me scale my business because actually when I started my business, well, the story I started now, isn't it? <laughs> when I started my business, um, I remember my one thing that I was so sure and certain about and dogged about when I started out being a coach was it was going to have a spiritual element because I was so, I was so adamant that, okay, well, tell me how somebody's life is supposed to be transformed without getting God involved, without getting the word of God involved. That was how my own life got transformed. I don't know any other way. If I come and teach any other way, I would be lying. I, I don't know any other way. It's the way I know that has worked for me that I'm going to teach. But when I started, I know that a lot of people are bringing out the spiritual element now. I see it all, all the time. But when I started, honestly, I looked around and there was nobody doing it. No coach that I knew of was bringing out the God element, the God factor. There were Christians that were coaches, right? Career coaches, uh, life coaches, productivity coaches, etc. But clearly saying, oh God, God, as in putting out posts about the Bible, I didn't see anyone. And that, you know, some might say, oh yeah, 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 that should be exciting. No, it was absolutely scary. It was scary because I didn't see anybody else doing it. So I, I, I went through a lot, you know, a lot of um, so mental, uh, was uh, agony is too strong a word, but I, I doubted myself so much. But every time I tried to like pull away from the God thing, it just didn't work. I, I would just find myself quoting a scripture. <laughs> I didn't know any other way. On LinkedIn, I was writing, Jesus said, and, and you know, I noticed that a lot of people, people that I know, they, they were not liking my posts, as in, uh, which is, at, at that, now is okay, okay, because I'm more settled and more established and more confident, absolutely confident that I'm on the right track, and the results prove that, but in the beginning, it was quite distressing. It was quite distressing. So what was my unique selling proposition? It just, you know, you know, it, it just occurred to me that, look, this is what makes me unique. And do you know what? Almost everyone that I've coached, you know, almost everyone that I've coached in the gems part of it, not so now, because so we're very explicit about this, you know, the spiritual life thing. But in, in gems where, you know, almost everyone that has been attracted to my coaching that has come for me to coach them almost every single time, what they will open their mouth and say to me is the reason why I picked you out of all the coaches out there is because of the God factor. So imagine if I didn't have my USB or if I was trying to hide from my USB. So when I say that, that singular thing was what helped me scale my business. I'm not joking and I'm certainly not lying. So if you're not yet in Saw, 
and you know that any of those three categories apply to you you want to join in um jump in as quickly as possible certainly before or by november 1st on sunday november 1st because after that the applications for you to be able to join the business bootcamp um would have closed and you can still join so but you may not be admitted into the business bootcamp so bit.ly slash join so the link is in the show notes and if you follow me on instagram it is also there in my bio okay so let's get into the story gong go <laughs> the story um hmm. it's going to be shorter than the career one because that one was 15 years okay this one is about three to four years so we're still very young in this matter <laughs> but uh, if anyone listening to me that's an entrepreneur if you have given yourself completely to it you will know that even if you've been an entrepreneur for one month you would have learned lessons so it is it is it's if you're looking to grow quickly become an entrepreneur <laughs> all right so how did it start i'm going to start from how i actually transitioned into entrepreneurship so i i'll start from my my the job that i got that basically started the whole thing um i got to a point where the role that i'd always wanted to be a senior leader um so i i i worked in secondary schools i was a teacher then i was a head of year which was middle leader and then i was working towards becoming a senior leader and did everything blah 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 I, I talk about all that in episode 75 in the career episode but then i now got to the point where i finally gained that position that promotion i went to a different school uh, i applied and i got into senior leadership now you would think at least i would think that the job that i've always wanted you know um senior leader and obviously after that i was aiming to become a head head teacher whatever it is but i'm like yes i'm a senior leader more influence more opportunities to impact more students whole school etc but honestly it didn't maybe within a week of getting that job the only way i can describe it is it was as if somebody you know how you have a a, a balloon that is blown up and is taut it was as if somebody just put a pin in that balloon and let out all the air that was exactly what it felt like ah me that i loved my job i i i enjoyed engaging with students i loved what i did i loved you know seeing the transformation in the lives of those kids day in day out year in year out and then suddenly i loved maths i loved teaching maths and then suddenly it was like, oh my God, I will get up in the morning and it will be like, oh my God, I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe I have to go to this place again. Ah, I was just confused. I, I never felt like that as in for my whole career. As in, obviously, I'm not saying it was perfect. There were days when I'm like, oh my God, when is the next holiday? When is the next holiday? Yeah, because you're tired. Maybe you had a bad day the day before or whatever. But this one was just persistent almost constant i'm like this is not normal then i thought is it the school is it i don't like the school in that case i will move i will change and go to another school or even go back to where i'm coming from but then something some somewhere inside me and i know it was the voice of the holy spirit telling me nope it's not the school if you change schools you will still feel exactly the same way so i thought okay i'm not going to take any knee-jerk reactions i don't have any answers 
I literally did not have any answers. So um, I said, the only way I know to deal with this kind of situations where I'm confused, I'm stuck, I have no answers, is not for me to try and start working things out with my own brain. I've done that, been there, done that, have the t-shirt, and it always ended in a disaster. So at least I've learned that much. So I said, the only way I know to deal with this is to pray. So what I did was I started praying and um, to make it practical and to make sure that I did it, I just basically would, you know, I convert. So um, I remember back then my journey to work door to door was an hour. So literally walking out of my of the house and getting to uh, work on the other side took me just a little over an hour. So I decided, and I wasn't driving. I, I walked to the tube station, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I decided that within during that journey, I would pray in the in tongues under my breath. So I would literally put my earphones in, be listening to music, and then just nobody knew. I just pray in spirit under my breath, and so I did that for a while, probably for weeks. Right? I didn't. I just carried on as normal. I didn't know. I didn't. You know. I, I did my best at work and I was even producing results at work, but I just knew that mm -mm, something's wrong. So I did that. And then it's got to the point where it you know, was as if the clouds began to clear and I was beginning to see the joy was returning regarding the work of my hands. And I was beginning to see again. And I, I always say this. I remember the day clearly i will never forget i walked out of the station on the other side so i was about to start walking from the tube station underground station to to the school to my office um and i, I had been praying in the spirit as i usually did and then i just heard the holy spirit ask me said what would you do if i asked you today to walk away from teaching and i was like huh walk away from what <laughs> My first reaction was, eh, who's going to pay the mortgage? Who is going to do this? Who is going to do this? Who my, the, I won't lie. I won't lie. I, my first uh, reaction was, oh, God, send me. Send me, Lord. Show me where you want me to go. And I lie. It was money. My mind where first went to. It was money. I said, eh, I, what, not work. <laughs> so why am I going to pay? It just shows <laughs> canality. I, I won't lie. That's how I responded. And as soon as I, those were the thoughts that came out. Obviously, I wasn't talking out loud. This was all going on in my mind. But as soon as those thoughts, those first, that first reaction, the fear, first of all, um, came and went beneath, honestly, beneath that fear, there was just peace. There was just peace. And I realized that, oh, actually, it wouldn't be that big a deal. It wouldn't be that big a deal. It would be okay for me to walk away from my job. If you told me to walk away from my job today, from teaching, I'll be more than happy to do it. And that was only because I had spent all those times, all those mornings, walking to the station, walking to school, praying in the spirit for pretty much for an hour regarding that situation. And it was at that point that I knew that the door had now closed that it was now curtains on my professional career that god had something else for me 
which brings me to my first lesson. So I'm going to be sharing the lessons as I go along. The first lesson is this. I, I, you know, I come across so many people that are dissatisfied. They have deep feelings of dissatisfaction, of lack of fulfillment regarding their career, regarding their home, regarding their family, regarding their children, but then they don't actually do something spiritually about it. Don't get me wrong, a lot of women that I know and a lot of people that I know, we, we, we are active, we like to do stuff. We like to, oh, okay, let me try this, let me do that, let me do this, let me go and speak to this one, let me try that one, let me build this, let me, and we try and do stuff. But the truth of the matter is none of those things can truly, truly bring the kind of satisfaction that will, that will appease you, that will pour peace and joy into your heart. So you have to turn to God in the place of prayer. You must find the time to dedicate, to live that thing, especially if it's ongoing, if it's constant, you are just constantly dissatisfied with something. It just basically means that there's nothing you know regarding that situation that can now help you. You need new, you need an injection of new knowledge into you, of new wisdom, the wisdom of God to help you. Um, the same way, and my reference point for this is Hannah in the Bible. Hannah didn't have a child. She was deeply dissatisfied. Her husband was trying to make her feel okay. Say, ah, Shabi, you have me. Why are you so sad? It's okay. I'm more, worth more than seven sons. But the woman was like, no, you're not worth more than seven sons. You are my husband. I want my own sons. And until she basically took it to God. And when she did, that was when she got her breakthrough. So that's my first lesson. Stop dismissing those feelings of deep dissatisfaction, lack of fulfillment. Now, am I saying that if you feel dissatisfied in your career, God is calling you to business, you know that's not what I'm saying. It could mean that God is saying it's time to move on. It could mean that it might be to another job. It could mean that God is saying, why don't you reach out for that promotion? It could mean he's asking you to dig deeper. Do you understand? And really lend yourself to the process of transformation so that you can attain more, do more, impact more, influence more, whatever it is. But don't allow yourself to live for months and sometimes even years with a feeling of dissatisfaction regarding any area of your life. Okay, so I got to that point where I knew, I knew, right, that, okay, this is the time when this career is winding down, but that was all I knew. I did not know anything else. So I'm like, okay, God, what next? What next? And I continued the process. I kept asking God because I honestly did not know what to do next. I just had clarity about the fact that it was time now to move away from, I didn't even know anything about business at this point. I thought maybe at the back of my mind somewhere, I was thinking there were two options that I was thinking. I was thinking maybe go into another career, all right? Go and start afresh or transfer my skills to go into another professional career or even ministry. Business had not even entered my mind at this point. So I kept asking, I kept, you know, praying in the spirit and just fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And the next thing God told me, without telling me specifically that it was this or that or, or the other thing, first of all, he ruled out the fact that it was another professional career. He said, no, I want the reason why I'm asking you to leave is because I want to multiply your influence. I want you to take it beyond the confines of one organization. I, I believe, you know, God was telling me and he showed me and I came to believe that I could actually touch more people than within the confines of an organization. All right. 
So I knew it wasn't going to be another career, but I didn't know what form or shape it was going to take. But the next thing God told me was about the transition. And he showed me this with that scripture when John said, I must decrease. And talking about Jesus, he said, Jesus must increase. So that was the next thing God showed me. Obviously, at this point, I was still going to my work. I was still being diligent at work. I was still producing results at work, etc. But I, at the, I, I knew that, okay, this, you know, we're working on something apart from my career. And when God showed me that, that was where I got the strategy from. Um, because at that point, I thought, if you ask me to leave now, you must have something you're, you're going to use to pay me now. Uh -huh. But, you know, he now showed me, said, no, it's going to be as you're going to wind down your career your professional career as you slowly and gently build up your business or ministry or whatever it is that he was calling me to do and for me that made a lot of sense i was like okay that sounds good okay that means there will be a steady stream, stream of income and i wouldn't have to suffer or anything <laughs> or anything like that so what i did was you know to i created a plan to slowly build up this thing i didn't know yet all right business while i wound down my career so the winding down of my career bit was what god told me to do first the building of the business remember i did not even know what business or even if i was going to go into business but he told me i just had the impression that let me the, my step of faith was to begin to wind down my career my professional career okay um so that's what i did that's what i did at, um, the first thing i did so at, at that point in time like i said i was a senior leader um i had leadership responsibilities and i was also teaching maths so i decided okay um one of the most significant portions of my job is a leadership thing because that's one that takes up most of your time most of your headspace etc etc so i said okay i'm going to drop my leadership responsibilities and go and get a job where i'm only teaching maths okay um and also in a school where it is fairly straightforward i'm not having to deal with all sorts of things that would take up mental space and mental energy and that was what i did okay i did that and again after i had done that then i went part-time all right so that was a progression in all of this um i've that was a transition that i made until i went into full-time business um between all of that i had begun to build up my business and i'm going to talk about that next how the idea came how i found out which one was the right idea to pursue i'll talk about that next but the transition was as god had showed me um john the baptist began to wind down as jesus's ministry began to um, grow okay that was precisely what i did and that brings me to my second lesson in my entrepreneurial journey um, I know a lot of people when the whole boom thing as in people were talking so badly about nine to five fire your boss uh, Quit your nine to five jump and then you know the parachute will appear and all those things You know, they were just very common people left right and center were talking about just do it leave your job if it's unfulfilling does and then they will now leave their jobs and for months there's no steady income coming in do you understand? And then it becomes more of a burden than something that's actually fulfilling. 
and unless you come and tell me that an you know an angel appeared to you and Jesus himself appeared to you and said leave your job I I usually tell people I advise people I tell my clients I say use this strategy which is as one is winding down as you are intentionally winding one down begin to build up the other and this is the lesson God showed me like like Abraham and Lot remember Abraham and Lot so Abraham and Lot left together and the Bible says that they continue to grow and grow and grow together so the Abraham's cattle and his business grew and Lot also began to grow to the point where the land the Bible says could no longer contain them now that is a lesson to learn especially if you have a 95 and you're thinking of going into business what you ideally should do unless you have express instructions from god is is to basically build both and let me qualify that you better go and check first that it is really god talking to you because we have so many examples in bible where in the bible where we know god starts something small he doesn't just start anything do you understand like fully grown okay so double check and triple check that really really god is asking you to leave your jobs can start that business right people cite uh, people like uh, zuckerberg and uh, uh, bill gates and to be they left school to, I, I you know i was listening to the story of one of them recently these guys didn't just leave off the back of anything the guy that started dell computers michael dell i was listening to a podcast about him the other day do you know that while he was at college in university in the United States, he was only 18 or 19 years old. First year of college, he was already making over a hundred thousand pounds per month, per month. It was a seven figure business, right? The first year of college, he was in school, but he was working on computers on the side. He would buy computers, take them apart and increase the memory and resell them. He was already generating seven, um, seven, fig seven figures, over a million dollars in that first year at 19 years old. That was when he decided, listen, this thing is, there's something here. Let me go. He didn't just go like that. So he left school. But people say, eh, maybe they left school. They left school because he was already producing something. He was already producing something the same thing with zuckerberg he didn't just leave he left when the thing had first of all taken over their own com um, campus it had become so popular and then other campuses across the united states were already it was in high demand when he saw that was when he left so please don't just leave like that so abraham and lot the only time they separated which you can um, ascribe to when you leave your job to go and face your business full-time was when the land could no longer contain them so continue to grow both until your business and your uh, your 95 they're flourishing so much or your business is flourishing so much that you literally have to give up one in order to face the other so let me move on okay so that was my own transition how i left my nine to five i didn't just leave anyhow moving on to the next part so i've talked about the john the baptist winding down now i'm going to talk about the jesus or the business idea slowly growing into what it is today so i was now a full-time math teacher only no leadership responsibilities meaning my workload was significantly reduced but i was still able to do what i what i love which was engage with with the children teach math etc which means which meant rather that i had more time and more 
more importantly, more headspace for me to actually start thinking. So by this point, I had gotten married. So I had, I had just gotten married. And I just the idea just came to me that, you know, you've always wanted to write. You've always wanted to to blog. Why don't you blog about marriage? Why don't you talk about your experiences as a newlywed, as a mature newlywed? And I love the idea so much that I started to do this. Now, bear in mind, I didn't think anything about business with that. It was just an idea that came to me like, oh, I'd really enjoy that. And I started to do that. Every Friday, I would release a new blog post about my marriage. And that blog is actually still there if you want to go and read it up. Married Life today.org org right so i started doing that as a hobby it wasn't business i still wasn't clear about what exactly it was i was supposed to be doing right i just knew that i was supposed to go into some kind of business by this point i knew it wasn't particularly ministry like that or some kind of social entrepreneurship where um like a charity no i knew it was actually meant to be a business i had enough clarity to know that but i didn't even know what to do as a business so I did what most of us would do. I started to think about, you know, all these um, like business coaches and coaches would tell you, right? Usually, not everybody, but they'll say, list all your gifts and talents. What are you passionate about? What do you, you know, etc., etc. So I began to basically work from that point. So I said, okay, what can I start a business in? What can I? It was which was the completely wrong approach. All right, join Saul. Okay, if you're not yet in so, and we're going to teach you how to approach it from a completely different angle. Okay, um, so I was like, I sat down, like, oh, what can I do as a business? What, can, what am I good at? What can I do? What am I good at? So I started playing with all these ideas, and then I settled on editing. Okay, editing, proofreading, because it was something that I enjoyed doing and came easily to me, and I was very good at it. As in, I could spot. And I still can spot mistakes in any kind of text from a mile away. As in, I don't even need to look too hard. I would see it. I would see the grammar. I know how to arrange any kind of text to make it fluid, to make it easy to comprehend and understand, etc. So I thought, I love doing this. I'm blooming good at it. And people pay people to do it. So that's what I'm going to do. So I moved. I set up... Um, I started, you know, setting up my editing business, created a website, started reading up on it, how to, you know, work as an editor, blah, blah, blah. You know, actually started working as an editor, um, got a few jobs, someone um, that had seen me writing because I used to write for my church newsletters and everything. And the person, found, who is the person that keeps you know, writing these newsletters, found I was me and said, I, I want you to come and work for me as an editor. So I, was, I still had my 95, but on the side, under my business, I was doing some retainership work for him as an editor. But around all that time, you know, I just kept thinking, this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. As in, is this it? Um, there was, you know, I was just like, oh, yes, I understand business, but I just, I just carried on. I just carried on. I kept on doing it. Um, but somehow deep inside me, I just knew that this is not the it. This is not the one gongo that God truly, truly was calling me into because it didn't set my heart on fire. I could do it and I enjoyed doing it, but it didn't, it would not get me out of bed if I'm being honest every morning. Right. And actually, not long after I started my coaching business, I actually shut down my editing business because for me, it was pulling me in two different directions. And it was quite an easy decision for me to do to shut down the editing. But anyway, I continued doing that. 
I still didn't have the clarity on to what exactly I was supposed to do, but I was faithful in that one. I was actually generating some money from it, which was okay. Um, so how did I stumble? Because that's the only way I can describe it. How did I stumble into this transformational coaching business? How did I stumble into it, right? Two ways. I mentioned that I had started blogging about marriage and the effect of that was by this point, I'd probably been blogging about marriage for about a year. And what I noticed was me, I was just writing about my experiences, but the feedback was just, was unexpected. I hadn't expected it. I would have people, you know, I, I expected that maybe someone would leave a comment and say, oh, that's funny and well done, etc." But I didn't expect that women that I'd never met before, that I didn't know, somehow would read these things and would start sending me messages and telling me their life story and telling me everything that's going on in their marriage and asking me for counsel. I honestly did not expect that. I, just, I thought it was just going to be something entertaining for people, but it went deeper without me trying to achieve that result. Women started to come to me. Just and decide to come to me. They had to say, this is what's happening. And then I will help. I will, out of that, I, I think two or three times, I created like a focus group. We'll come together and we'll do something for a few weeks, all free of charge. It didn't even enter my mind. Do you understand? Because I was not even exposed to coaching at that level. So for me to even know that it was possible, I thought I was just helping people, right? So I had started my blog. And then the point where it's, uh, it's, it's the idea, literally, I awakened to the idea and I stumbled into it was after blogging and having that experience, I'm wondering, hmm, you know, this is really interesting. I'm just writing stuff and all these women are coming to me for help and I'm actually helping them. Hmm, very interesting. And I'll just put it aside. Okay. Um, I remember leading up to Christmas about a year after I had been working as a math teacher without uh, leadership responsibilities, about a year after I had been blogging on marriage, it was leading up to Christmas and for my church, because I'm a pastor's wife, you know, I think my husband said to me, you should do something for the women for, for Christmas or something. I thought, what do I know to do? What can I do? What can I, you know, do you understand? So I thought, well, the only thing that I know that I'm very good at doing is setting goals. I know how to set goals in a way that to deal with the issues, etc., and to arrange it to deal with external and internal barriers to help any, almost anybody achieve almost any goal. So I thought that's what I'm going to teach. I'm good at it. I have a lot of experience, a lot of results from doing it. Let me help these women because we're at the end of the year, people tend to set goals anyway. Um, let me drastically improve their chances of meeting those goals by teaching them what I know. And that's what I did. So I put together a workshop. It wasn't even a large number. I think we invited about 20 or 30 women, um, made a nice lunch in a hotel somewhere. So we were, we did, I, I taught the workshop for the first half of the, of the lunch. And then the second half we had, you know, uh, hangouts, ate nice food, etc. And I, I basically put everything I, I knew right into this before that, like years before that, God had told me to sit down and to meditate on the process of transformation that he took me through when he took me, you know, from the pit <laughs> to literally transforming my life. Episode one, if you don't know my story. So God had told me to write it out. And since that time I had used that process 
again and again. So I thought, okay, let me actually do it in a way that people can understand. And I broke it down and I taught it as best as I could. And I put it in a booklet. And I taught from that booklet for about three hours, I think. At the end, right, of that workshop, a friend of mine, okay, my friend came up to me and, she, you know, she was in the church and I was like, wow, that was so brilliant. Have you ever thought about doing this professionally as a coach? Do you know that as soon as she said it, this is something that this whole process was now about a year old. It had never entered my mind. The best idea that I had come up with was editing which was good, which was getting me, you know, I had a few clients here and there, but I just didn't, it just didn't have that spark. I just didn't feel like I didn't see myself doing it forever. Do you understand? But as soon as she said it was, I see if skills fell off my eyes. I was like, oh my God, that sounds like a great idea. So I couldn't wait to get home. As soon as I got home, I just went on my computer and I started researching and I, I realized that there was a whole world this was this was when this was 2015 this was 2015 five years ago before do you understand there was a whole world of coaching as in i, I said are you serious you mean somebody will pay you to do this it's something that i would do if they wake me up and tap me and say come and you know teach about this i will get up i would teach you mean so you mean somebody can actually pay me for this you mean i could spend the rest of my life doing this i mean it was the love of god just overwhelming that what a privilege what a privilege that i could actually spend all my life helping people teaching them to break barriers to be able to achieve the greatest goals possible in every season of their lives and they would actually pay me for it. You mean I can make a living doing this much good? I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. And I was just so full of thanks to God. So GEMS, Goal Execution and Mastery System, that is where that came from. That's where it came from. And I stumbled into it. It started off with just the idea to, to just blog and just share my experiences to entertain people and possibly to help them with regarding marriage issues. And I, I was doing that free of charge. I it never even occurred to me to charge people. Now, do you know what happened as if, not as if, with God wanting to immediately validate that idea to me, to tell me, yes, that is it. That's what I've been trying to tell you. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Do you know what happened? One of the ladies, actually before that, right? Do you know what happened after that? So after that Christmas, um, the, so this was Christmas period. The, the first post that I put out, the next post that I put out, which was first uh, week in January, I just said, okay, I now know what it is I'm supposed to do. So, I, you know, um, I said, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I just signed, I wrote my usual blog post on marriage. I don't remember exactly what I wrote off, but I signed off. My name, allow me Brigway, as I usually would, but at the bottom of it, I now put um, trans. So, my title now, what I do now is Transmissional Life Coach, but I don't even remember what I put there. I think I may have put trans. I think I've always known that I was a Transmissional Life Coach, so I'm actually I'm certain now because I can see it clearly. So, I put Transmissional Life Coach under my title. 
sorry, under my name. And I just sent out the blog post. Nothing had changed. I did have a website. I hadn't done anything. I hadn't coached anyone. All I did was just write transformational life coach under the blog post that I've been sending out for a year. As soon as that blog post went out, I got a reply. Someone replied me straight away and said, you are a life coach. And she said, I have to work with you. I must work with you. I'm interested in working with you regarding this area of my life. And without me advertising anything, that was God validating that idea, telling me, listen, this is it. This is what I called you to. This brings me to my third lesson. All right. My third lesson in my entrepreneurial journey is very simple. I know that we can sit down and catalog oh, what are my gifts, what are my talents, what can I do, oh, what do I, you know, what's, what's trending, oh, you know, this one's trending, let's sell this, okay, that one is trending, let me, I just want to make some money. If you're truly looking to become, I mean, I mean, to make, to make a quick buck, to make some money on the side, you, you don't have to be that deep, just look for the trends in the market and sell. Do you understand? But I'm talking about truly, truly, if you, if you want to make an impact, if you have a call towards helping people, towards making an impact in the marketplace, you can't just sit down and say, oh, what am I, what, what's trending? What am I good at? What can I do? Right? You have to approach it from the point of view of what has helped you? What are you passionate about? What, it, what is it that can actually help the people out there? And the best way, this is the lesson now, right? The best way to, to get these ideas is in the place of service. In the place of service, you discover your best business idea in the process of serving humanity. Remember, um, blogging about marriage plus delivering that workshop on goal setting, the two put together was what birthed the idea of being a transformational coach. The one that I thought up in my mind, like, okay, I'm good at this, then maybe I should, you know, this is, I, should, I can make money with this. It lasted a while. I, I, you know, I made some impact, some progress with it, made some money, but the fulfillment was like 50%. And I knew that I was never going to spend the rest of my life doing that. Okay. So it's deeper than what's trendy at the moment. So that's my third lesson that I learned. All right. Ask yourself this. What could I talk about every day, all day without getting tired? Right. What, what could it be? All right. And for me, remember, I was blogging on marriage. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be a marriage coach. If I somebody that was trying to advise me said, I think you should be a marriage coach. I just replied. I said, I don't think so, because can I talk about marriage all day, every day? No. But can I talk about the process of transformation, regardless of any area of your of the life the person is talking about every day? Yes, I can. If I try and limit you to marriage and be a marriage coach, I won't last a year because I'm I'm passionate about marriage, but I'm not that passionate about marriage. I'm more passionate about how can this person transform themselves according to Romans 12 to in order to transform the environment. Okay, so that was how I started my business. Um, officially, officially, um, so I continued to work on it on the side and the working on it was, so after I got that first client that just came to me, I didn't advertise anything. I spent months then learning, just go getting courses, getting around people that were, you know, that were already doing the same thing. And I officially, uh, incorporated my business in December, 2016. 
allow me Brigway Consulting in order to be a transformational coach. Um, and I continue working and building the business uh, for a year and a half. And I left officially to run my business full time in, when did I leave? 2017, right? August of 2017 so that was when i left so since august of 2017 i have been working on this business and building it full time so what i'm going to share now are the remaining lessons that i've learned in this entrepreneurial journey all right so lesson number four is you must adopt the mindset of i know nothing you can't go into business i mean you can you can sort of get away with it as in a professional career you don't know you walk into the interview and say well this is what i can do blah 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 get the job do you understand for an entrepreneur a business owner you you can't bluff your way to success honestly you must have that mindset of i know nothing and that was actually what helped me because i was so new i didn't even know that there was anything like coaching like that like it was such a big industry so i was really old i was oh my god i know nothing and that ended up being if a, a a positive an advantage because if he had if let's say for example i had um gone into um educational consultancy or something i probably would not have appreciated with the same um humility and i thought i, I might have been an educational consultant a teacher and an educator for 15 years how hard can it be for me to transition into educational consultancy i would not have approached it with the same level of humility but because this was so new to me i was like oh my god i don't know anything what's a webinar what's a landing page i didn't know any of those stuff right and it was i learned that lesson later that oh thank god that I knew nothing. So till today, I still approach it like I know nothing. I know nothing. I spend a lot of money just, you know, learning and acquiring knowledge and wisdom, hanging around people that have gone before me, that I've built at, at levels that I have not reached yet in order to learn from them. So you must have that mindset of I know nothing. If you're someone that is egotistical, you are not going to do very well in business. Okay, because you have to be willing to learn from anything and anyone. This, the fifth lesson is this, probably the most important. Because a lot of people have ideas in their minds, but they never do anything. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you must have a bias for action. What do I mean by that? You have to be someone that just does stuff. You can't sit down as an entrepreneur or have an idea and think about the idea for eight months, nine months, two years, three years, and not do anything about it. I mean, the world will move on and leave you behind. As an entrepreneur, you must have a bias. So if the idea comes, step out and test it. Do something. Do you understand? Don't say, I'm acquiring knowledge, acquiring knowledge, acquiring knowledge, doing this course, doing that course, doing, gaining that uh, degree, going and doing more courses, but you never actually implement, you never actually do anything. And I see a lot of people doing that if they, they won't really grow as business owners. So have a bias, be more inclined to do than to say you are gaining knowledge. If you gain one sentence of knowledge, go and do something about it. Instead of saying, I'm going to learn 10 volumes of books and you haven't actually taken a step, right? Um, lesson number six, right? Is which, which follows on from the fifth one, which I said, have a bias for action. The sixth lesson is know when to quit. 
right you must be willing to read stuff and understand that okay this is not working and i need to change direction be very quick at discerning when it is the right time to change direction if something is not working so when i say have a bias for action do stuff put yourself out there try it don't think about it for five years before you finally say okay oh, let's try this side no 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 don't it, it's never going to be perfect so don't wait for five years building it up in your head trying to make it perfect before you move as soon as you have the idea test it do something right like i said now number six as you are doing something know when to quit the saw the version of saw well not the version of saw saw is the third version of mentoring uh online mentoring community that i started there were two other um um, mentoring memberships that I did before so two but I did it for a while even though people signed up right even though it was sort of you know people were like oh this is good though but it just didn't I just knew that no this is not it and I was not afraid I'm never afraid to say no this is not working let's change it you have to have that mentality don't be afraid don't say oh let's keep going and you just keep going knowing that it's not really working so when when saw started when the idea for saw came and i remember exactly where i was what i was doing when that when that idea came i just knew that ah this is it and the more i looked into it the more i developed that idea i just knew that yes we have hit jackpot with this one do you understand but if i had been too afraid to walk away from the first two i um um, expressions of that craving to be able to mentor women i would never have birthed so now try and imagine a life a world without soul <laughs> okay so know when to quit lesson number seven you have to behave like a ceo and what is a ceo a ceo is someone that is more strategic in their approach than operational 90 percent of um, business owners work in their business not on their business and this was a lesson that I learned at, at, towards the end of my first year in business where I was absolutely shattered I couldn't see I was like okay so where are we going from here I couldn't really see it was like I was on I was on the ground level just you know working 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 and I couldn't see where this was going and God said do you know what you need to bring other people in you need to employ people you need to bring people in to help you in this business so that you have time and headspace to be able to be strategic in your approach and not just spending all your time being operational so the next lesson is assign the right people to the right job yes it would mean less profit for you and that is why people don't bring other people in but honestly that would only be you probably only make less I guarantee you for two or three months, maybe six months tops, if you get the right people in the right positions before the end of six months, you would have made much more profit than you were making when it was just you. Why? Because you were trying to be all things to all men. You were trying to be the, this one, the, this one, the, this one, the marketer, the salesperson, the designer, the everything. But because you are not, you, God didn't give you all those gifts. So you have to find people that are experts in those things, put them there and you focus on the things that you are great at. Everybody is fitted into exactly what they are great at. And guess what happens? Magic, <laughs> right? 
So assign the right people to the right jobs. Don't stick with this. Now I'm talking, I'm not talking about, I just want to make some money on the side, all right? I'm talking about you want to be a business owner. You want to grow your business. You want to actually make it something. Be very quick. Don't say when we are five years or when we are 10 years. Then No, no, no. As soon as possible, get people in to focus on their own strengths and help you build strategic parts of your business. You must do it as quickly as you can. I think I waited about a year. If I know what I knew, what I know now, then I would have done it from the start. Honestly, I would have done it from the start. But now that I know, I don't joke with it anymore. I have a team of people that work with me. Okay. And lastly, and this is obvious, but it needs to be said. Okay. Entrepreneurship without personal development is simply a disaster waiting to happen because do you know what as an entrepreneur or a business owner the growth of your business is completely and entirely dependent on you the only way i can explain this the analogy that i can give you is this you know that let's say somebody has a career if two people have careers right so one person is paid, they're hired, they do very well at the, at the interview. Um, they get hired and they get paid the salary. So we'll pay you this amount of salary, show up and do your work, blah, blah, blah. Whether they really do the work well or not, because there's a much bigger organization, the, the entire profit or whatever is not completely dependent on them. They, they do their part, but if they don't show up to work one day or a week, they're sick or something, things with the engine will still keep moving. So they still get paid. Now compare that with someone who is employed by the same company and they say, well, we are only going to pay you based on commission. Okay. Now the person that's getting paid on commission, if he doesn't work for a week, he doesn't eat for a week. Do you understand the difference? So the more he develops himself, the more he decides, okay, how can I increase my productivity? Because he knows that if I can increase my productivity, if I can improve myself, my productivity will increase, then my earnings will increase. That's what entrepreneurship is. And people say, ah, so why would you do that then? Why can't you just, just stick with 95 that will pay your salary? The difference is as a salary earner, your, your, no matter how good you are, your earnings will always be capped. It will always be capped based on what somebody can pay. But as an entrepreneur, even though the onus is on you, right? You have to generate the income. You have to develop yourself. You have to make sure the right people are in right positions, etc. The difference is your earnings are limitless, literally. All right. Let me, let me finish up by saying this here. I, by the time I left teaching full to go and work on my business full time, I had, I was making more in my business than I had made in my, in my, what's it called? In my career at the highest level. Do you understand? And that was, that was at the beginning. That was probably about a year into my business. Now consider now that we're, you know, we're almost, we're heading towards the fourth year of me working on my business. Obviously we've grown, we've multiplied since then. If I was still teaching, somebody was paying me a salary, there's a cap to how much I can get paid. Do you understand? But as an entrepreneur, 
Yes, it is dependent on you. You have to keep improving yourself. You have to keep growing and learning how well, you know, how best to improve um, your service, the sales, the marketing, customer service, etc. But even though it's work, the upside is your earnings are not capped. So the more you grow, the more your business grows and the more your earnings will grow. Okay. So that is the advantage of that. I'm talking <laughs> to people that know they have a call to entrepreneurship and don't say, oh, I'm 95, it's not me. Five years ago, I would not have thought, it, or six years ago, I should say, yes, six years ago, I would not have thought it was me either. But you never know. So don't, don't shut it off. And you, if you're someone that already knows that, I would, I would love to start a business. I would love to grow my business. Then I hope this has helped you. I hope this has encouraged you. Um, the most important thing is service, service, the service of humanity. If you keep going after helping as many people as you can, you can never fail in business. So let that guide everything you do. Let it guide how you decide on the idea to pursue. Let it guide how you, what product or service to offer. Let it guide how you interact with your customers. Let it guide everything. If that is your guiding force, you can never fail in business. Okay. So that's my entrepreneurial journey so far. So far, we're uh, four, almost four years in full time. No, actually three years full-time, almost four years since I started the business altogether. And I wouldn't trade this now for anything in the world, for anything in the world. I'm so grateful to God. I don't know. We'll see what's next. But as far as I can see from where I'm standing, oh, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Unless God again interrupts the thing and says, oh yeah, come and do something else. But for now, I wouldn't trade what I'm doing for anything else in the world. And I'm so grateful I consider it a privilege. Honestly, every day I wake up and I'm like, how is this possible? What a privilege. What a privilege to be able to impact these lives. Me, as in, I look at myself and say, me, really? God, are you sure you didn't make a mistake? <laughs> Thank you for joining me this week and I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Hey, before you go, do me a favor. If you've enjoyed today's podcast or any of the ones that you've listened to, can you please share with friends, family and colleagues? Thanks.